Welcome to Sportsman of Colorado, Colorado's premier outdoor radio show heard every Saturday afternoon on KLZ 560 with insights on hunting, fishing, archery, guns, and ammo from Colorado's top outfitters featuring the industry's leading experts on how to enhance your experience in the great outdoors. Now, here's your host, Scott Watley. Good afternoon and welcome to Sportsman of Colorado. Again, thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Scott Watley and we appreciate you being with us. We've got a jam-packed show for you today. And uh, we're going to kick it off real quick with our good sponsor over at Len Lyle Chevrolet, Dan Johnson. Dan, Dan, how are you, sir? I'm great. How about you? Hey, man, I'm doing good, doing good. And, uh, you know, boy, I tell you, it is hard to believe. Uh, boy, the end of the year is almost upon us. And if everybody wants to believe all the myths that this is the best time to buy, we always say you don't have to do that with Lynn Lyle. But, hey, now's the time to get in to see you. It definitely is. And, I mean, it's no nonsense. You buy like a GM employee, uh, and there's, uh, I mean, there's no negotiation. The price is the best of the year. Uh, it's If you were the president of General Motors, you wouldn't get a better deal than if anybody walking off the street right now, you get the same <laughs> deal. So it's it's really, really, really a good deal. Right. Hey, we were just talking on, on the end of the show with John Rush on Drive Radio and talking about leasing and is that still um, kind of a popular thing today? Are there still some advantages to leasing a, a vehicle for the right individual? Here's how I look at leasing. If the manufacturer supports the lease, and when I say that, I mean, you know, incentivizes it, puts money towards it, mm-hmm. it's a great deal. Um, and, you know, if it's if it's not, then it's not such a good deal. Kind of the way I look at it is if, if you can do a 36-month lease, and the payment, you know, same down payment, same everything is lower than, say, a 72-month finance contract. It's yep. probably a good deal. Yep. <laughs> you know? For sure. So, And, and then you just got to check on your good. mileage, right? How many miles you drive a year and all that. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, don't get trapped in that. I mean, it's, you know, miles cost money. doesn't matter whether you pay cash. As, sure. As you know, miles, miles cost money because you put a lot of miles on your car. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, uh so, you know, just structure it correctly. You know, you can do 20,000 miles a year. You can do 10,000 miles a year. Whatever you drive, you know, get, you know, uh, you know, just tell us what your average mileage is, and we structure it that way. And like I say, if the math works, you know, it, it can be a great deal. Like on an Equinox right now, I mean, I'd tell anyone, you know, lease it. And then if you plan on keeping it forever, buy it at the end of the, end of the lease because if you – do the math it it works out to where it's cheaper to lease it and buy it than just buy it outright sure. on a on a finance contract so okay now are you guys going to be open like christmas eve or no okay so you are closed christmas eve yeah. christmas day yep we're we're closed christmas eve christmas day first time in the car business of my 40 years that uh i've had three days off in a row wow <laughs> we'll have the sunday monday tuesday and yeah, it's just the way it falls. You know, we always close early on Christmas Eve anyway. So I just wanted to give the employees an extra day, and we'll come back, you know, guns a-blazing after that. Right. we got to make up some time. So, sure. Yeah, that'll be a good week. Absolutely. We'll get out and see Dan. And, again, if you get out, uh, as soon as you walk in the door right there, Dan's office is a glass office right inside the door, and let him know you heard about him here on Sportsman of Colorado. And if you're looking for new, pre-owned, hey, if you got a vehicle to sell, uh See, Dan, he doesn't even twist your arm, make you buy something from him. He'll write you a check right there for your vehicle. They got a great body shop. They got all the service you need. And uh, truly, drive east and pay the least has been their tagline for years, and I can vouch for that. And uh, get out and see them. So, Dan, hey, man, we appreciate it. And uh, hopefully these last couple of weeks. We can get some folks out. that fish last week? Man, I'm telling you, that was a nice fish. Yeah, where were you guys at? We were in Cabo. Okay. about a forty pound Dorado. Wow, that was Mahi Mahi. Yeah, yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Did y'all catch yeah. quite a few? Yeah, we did okay. Yeah. Uh it wasn't Boomsville, but caught a couple of Marlins, you know. It's Cabo's always good fishing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we had a good time. All right, good deal. We'll get out and see Dan. Let him know you heard about him here on Sportsman of Colorado. So Dan, we appreciate it, sir. All right. 
You bet. Have a good week. All right. That's Dan Johnson. Once again, Lynn Lyle Chevrolet. This next segment is brought to you by our good friends at Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. And, uh, boy, Nancy and uh, her crew out there, they just do a great job. If you're looking for a great veterinarian, um, I'm telling you, this place is it. They do lodging. They do training. They do everything for your pet uh we've been my wife and i victoria have been using them for about 14 years now and uh boy just a great great place they're at 8681 lincoln street their number is 303-708-8050 well we got another dan lined up here our good friend dan gates from colorado trapper and predator hunter association dan how are you sir not too bad how are you scott hey man i appreciate you hanging on there a few minutes okay so we got kind of a big deal going on that probably many of our listeners don't know anything about. And so take just a minute, kind of tell us what's going on, and uh, and then what we all need to do to get more involved and stay on top of this. Okay. Uh, there's an individual out of Telluride, Colorado, uh, that has filed a citizen's petition with the Colorado Parks and Wildlife Commission to attempt to prohibit the harvesting of bobcats in the state of Colorado doesn't have to do with all fur-bearing species at this time, uh, but that individual has professed to know more than what Colorado Parks and Wildlife does and has uh, initiated this citizen's petition that will be heard uh, at the Wildlife Commission meeting on January 9th in Denver, uh, and the commission has the opportunity to weigh in on it and uh, either vote in favor or vote in opposition to it. Uh, And so we're trying to rally the sportsman community uh, we feel like that it's not just a bobcat issue. It's a uh, wildlife management and an animal rights uh, uh, topic that, that probably needs to be discussed on a larger scale in the sportsman community. And uh, whether a guy harvests bobcats or wants to harvest bobcats, whether he buys a, a small game license or a fur bearer's license, this could dramatically affect uh, the outcome of other wildlife management protocols that we adhere to in this state. And so the sportsman community needs to support Colorado Parks and Wildlife and let the commission members themselves know how they feel about uh, this this sort of thing and, and try to make a, a stand uh, to put up a defense and uh, try to help the commission and, and Parks and Wildlife out in the management aspects of what we're, you know, trying to educate about. Right. So this, this one deal they're trying to do is just, for uh, prohibiting the trapping of bobcats? Well, the way that the petition reads, it's to stop the recreation and commercial take of bobcats. Uh, trapping is mentioned, but if you, look, if, the, if you look at the petition and you look at the bullet points in there, uh, it, there's about six or seven of the 11 or 12 bullet points that, that mention specific hunting. And it talks about night hunting, and it talks about day hunting, and it talks about areas where lynx are present, and it talks about... A variety of things that pretty much are either uh, they're misinformed on, or there's there's a complete untruths about a lot of it. Uh, and you can't manage wildlife on public opinion when it comes down to the science-based uh, documentation that Colorado Parks and Wildlife and other game agencies put into you know the scientific responsible wildlife management. And if if there was a problem on the bobcat populations or sandhill crane populations or elk populations or whatever, the scientists and the biologists of Colorado Parks and Wildlife have the knowledge and the know-how to be able to address those specific concerns. But it shouldn't come from an individual uh, with some an- animal rights or anti-hunting backing. And mm-hmm. uh, So we're trying to rally the troops on the multiple levels from from the SCI and the National Wild Turkey Federation and RMEF and Coloradoans for Responsible Wildlife Management and and all the other ones that you could name that most of your listeners are members of, uh, to participate in a either a letter or an email writing campaign or to show up in person uh, to show a, a level of solidarity that, that sportsmen are sticking together on a variety of things, and we're not just going to stand idle and wait for something to, to be dealt our direction. Sure. Now, and, and again, I know you're out doing things too, so if you don't have this um, uh, right at your fingertips, you can get it to me and we'll put it on our website. Is there a specific... Um, email address they need to send something to or is there a phone number to call or, or how can that we get just get people the information they need most of your listeners are probably aware of the colorado parks and wildlife website right and if they would look at the website and go to the commission page and it has the meetings and the members list underneath that page 
each commissioner's email address is on that page. And it takes a little bit of work to get to it to figure out where you need to go. But that's the best way. And that's not just for this account and this issue. Sure. That's for anything that somebody has an issue about that they want to contact one of the commissioners. But if they go to the Colorado Parks and Wildlife website, go to the commission page, go to the members page, which are the members of the commission, and it'll give each and every address for those people that need to that, that need to have those letters and uh, the email sent to them. Okay. In addition to that, if you want to go to the meetings page, that meetings page will give you the dates, the location, the agendas, and on this specific topic, the actual petition itself is on that page already uh, to be heard on January 9th. So if somebody's really interested in it, uh, if they really want to uh, respond to it, they can look up that petition themselves and not take my word for it and, and uh, actually read it for themselves. It's a seven-page petition, and it's fairly in-depth, but it's uh, uh, it's got a lot of holes in it, and it doesn't have much uh, validity to it whatsoever. Okay. And that website for Colorado Parks and Wildlife is cpw.state.co.us. So cpw.state.co.us. And, uh, again, all of us should just follow that website uh, probably closer than we do. They do list a lot of things that are going on and uh, can keep you up to date with everything there. Now, you'll be at the ISC show, the International Sportsman's Expo, January 10th through the 13th as well, correct? Uh, we'll be set up there. I'm, I'm associated with the Wildlife Council, which is the Hug a Hunter program as well. Uh, so we'll be involved with that with the Colorado Parks and Wildlife uh, booths that they have. Uh, and then we've also got a Wildlife Council meeting uh, that week on the 11th. Uh, so I'll be in Denver for three days in a row trying to do what we do and trying to promote what we promote. Okay. Uh, I, I would I would ask the, the uh, listeners, though, to, I mean, really do some homework because this isn't going to be the first thing that we probably see this year or coming down the road. Sure. And uh, we need to make sure that we support each other. But more than that, we need to make sure that we're educated and informed and got a, a good line of defense set up for what we're trying to sustain for us all to be able to recreate and um, and help manage Colorado's wildlife resources. Right. Well, be sure when you get down there to come by our booth at Sportsman Colorado Radio. We're booth 827, and, uh, yeah, come by because we're going to be doing live shows from down there on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Uh, so we, we will be there every hour it's open. So, hey, Dan, man, we appreciate it. And, um, again, folks, really want to encourage you, cpw.state.co.us, and go to that commission page and um, just kind of follow the links there, and uh, let's get involved on this. So, Dan, we appreciate it. Thank you very much. Appreciate the time, and everybody have a good season. All right, sir. Thank you. Again, that's Dan Gates, Colorado Trappers and Predator Hunter Association. And uh, this segment was brought to you by our friends at Green Mountain Guns. They're at 3355 South Yarrow Street in Lakewood. It is Glock Month this month. And um, we had Mike on just a couple of weeks ago, and they've got special deals all throughout the store with ammo. they got concealed carry purses. So, guys, hey, if you're looking for that right gift for your wife, uh, go by and check out their concealed carry purses. They also do estate sales. And um, Mike just said they've got a lot of things marked down there at Green Mountain Guns. You can check out their website at greenmountainguns.com. Also, I want to mention D&D Tires. And, uh, boy, I tell you, Dan and his wife, um, boy, have just been great sponsors for us, big help. I was over a couple weeks ago, got a set of tires um, for my wife, Victoria. Got a set of tires for my Silverado. And uh, they've got three locations, two in Aurora, one in Parker. You can call 303-699-7337 for the location nearest you. And uh, these are actually Goodyear stores, and uh, boy, they'll take great care of you and just terrific, terrific service. And just a reminder, on Sundays now, you can catch our show from 9 to 10 a.m. and also 4 to 5 p.m. Those will be uh, replays of our live Saturday show that you're listening to right now here on KLZ 560, but hope you can catch us one of our three slots there on the weekend. When we come back, Warren Watson is going to join us. Warren has been a competitive shotgun shooter for over 30 years, and we're going to talk a little about how to improve our shotgun shooting. And then a little later, Brad Propes, Bear Mountain Outfitter, is going to join us. We were uh, able to hunt with Brad, and um, just in our first rifle season, had a great, great time. Bear, uh, Brad will also be at the International Sportsman's Expo. 
And uh, tell you what, we will give away one more pair of tickets. And uh, we've got a few of these to give out over the next few weeks, but we will give out one more pair of tickets to the International Sportsman's Expo. Once again, that's January 10th through the 13th at the Denver Convention Center. Uh, a lot of our friends are going to be there. Aaron Casey, Phoenix Weaponry. Um, we've just got a lot of win. Eubank's going to be there with Colorado Outdoor Sports, Quentin Smith, QRS Outdoor Specialties, and um, I know Austin Parr, Discount Fishing Tackle. So a lot of our friends will be there. And if you haven't been or haven't been in a while, highly recommend you come to the International Sportsman's Expo. This is an event for the whole family, and it's not just about hunting or fishing. It is about the outdoors, and a lot of great products will be there, a lot of great things for the kids, and so it is truly, truly a great family um, deal for you. I'm sorry? <laughs> for tickets. No, let me give the number of tickets. Charlie's reminding me of my ear. 303-477-5600. 303-477-5600. First caller, get a pair of tickets to the International Sportsman's Expo, and uh, we will get those mailed to you. So when you call in, uh, what, if you call in next minute or so, we'll get you on air here. But if not... Yeah, and again, on Sunday is a replay. No one's here to take your call on Sunday. But we will be giving some more of these away uh, each Saturday here leading up to the International Sportsman's Expo. So, again, the first caller, 303-477-5600. We'll get you a pair of tickets to the International Sportsman's Expo. we got to take a short break. We'll be back with Warren Watson right after this. Dashing through the snow in a one-horse... Watch it! Watch out! <laughs> During the moments of a serious accident, you aren't thinking about who is at fault. Oh no, what if I never see my family again? <laughs> You're not thinking about hospital bills or insurance claims. What if I never hear my wife say I love you again? Quick, quick, open your Christmas gift. And you're not thinking about police reports or who your lawyer should be. I never thought this would happen to me. In the split second while you're in a car accident, you are only thinking about the most important things in life. Is everyone okay? After you've been in an accident, call the law offices of Flesh and Beck at 303-806-8886. They'll help to determine who is at fault, what to tell the insurance company, and who will help pay your hospital bills so you can get back to thinking about the important things. Merry Christmas to all. I love you all so much. That's the law offices of Flesh and Beck, 303-806-8886. Hi, this is Scott Watley. Now, many times you hear your radio host like me say something like, let me tell you about my friends at, then we'll talk about a sponsor that we truly believe in and endorse. Well, in this case, let me tell you about a company that really is part of my family, Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. For over 13 years, we have trusted our furry family members to this wonderful staff. At Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, they believe that all pets deserve to have a good life. And their goal is to help you keep your pets happy and healthy throughout their life by providing complete pet care services every day, all at one location. We love the Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center boarding lodge, and your pet will too. Your pet will receive one-on-one -on -one care and attention throughout their stay. Open seven days a week for your convenience. Check them out. Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, located at 8681 Lincoln Avenue in Lone Tree. 303-708-8050. 303-708-8050. Or check them out online at LoneTreeVet.com. This is Red Merrill for Phoenix Weaponry. Phoenix Weaponry is a weapon manufacturer that services the firearm enthusiast. From precision ARs to suppressors, Phoenix Weaponry can make your dreams come true. Phoenix Weaponry is a full-service gun shop that offers gunsmithing, coating, and modifications to your own weapon. Phoenix Weaponry, family-owned and operated right here in Colorado. If you can dream it, Phoenix Weaponry can build it. Call today, 720-340-2496. Again, that's 720-340-2496. Or visit their website, phoenixweaponry.com. Mention Sportsman of Colorado and receive 10% off your custom-built weapon. Hi, this is Scott Watley. Let me tell you what I love about Stack Optical. They are truly one of the last optician-owned, family-owned optical stores. 
At Stack Optical, you can be confident you'll receive personal attention. For over 50 years, Alan Stack has shown he really cares about making his customers happy. Stack Optical also has a beautiful new location at 2233 South Monaco Parkway in Denver. Free and easy up-close parking. Stack Optical has an on-site eyeglass production lab. Whether you need office eyewear or a new set of shooting or golf glasses, Stack Optical has the solution with the Stack Sport Pack. Give them a call today and ask for their $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. That's 303-321-1578. Your eyes and vision are one of the most important things in life. I'm confident at Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. That's 303-321-1578, stackoptical.com. Rush to Reason with John Rush, weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560. Welcome back to Sportsman of Colorado. Again, thank you so much for joining us. My name is Scott Watley. We're going to go to the phones now and have a gentleman on that really, um, man, I, I guess it was about 2013 that I was told I need to get this gentleman on. And we've met several times, talked several times, but actually the first time to get him on the show. And I'm honored to say Warren Watson is with us. And uh, if you know anything about shotgun shooting and all that, you've heard the name for many years here in our state. So, Warren, thanks for being with us on Sportsman of Colorado. Well, thank you for having me, Scott. Yeah, I tell you, I met Bart, our good friend. That's our uh, good gunsmith. And, man, you were one of the first. I told him, I said, man, I'm going to start an outdoor radio show about the outdoors. And he said, and I said, who's some good people around? And you were one of the top couple of names he gave me. And so I'm sorry it took us this long to, to get you on the air. <laughs> well, uh, good things take a while. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, Warren, we'll get into, I want to get into some shotgun shooting and all that kind of thing, but um, just tell our listeners again, first time, uh, you know, a little bit about your background and um, how you got into doing this um, instructions for shotgun shooting. Well, I was always an avid hunter, and in about 1989, a game called Sporting Clays surfaced, and I kind of gravitated to that in the off-season, the bird season and started uh, enjoying it competing at it and uh, ultimately i was fortunate enough to win the colorado state championship in 1999 okay and i was uh getting a little older about that time and i thought i would like to open up a teaching practice and i found that i enjoyed teaching better than i did competing uh and that's how i developed my business huh wow you know, for year, several years, I worked for Jake Jabs at American Furniture, and Jake always said, hey, find a need and fill that need, and you'll be successful. And see, you found the need, you found the niche there, so that's good. So, um, um, you, you, for kids, I mean, teenagers, whatever, men, women, um, anybody that needs oh, instruction, my, you can help out. You mean my clientele? Yes, sir. Yeah, uh, I teach the beginner right on through to the master level competitor and i gotta say having that diversity mm-hmm. probably keeps me young in the business um, a lot of guys uh, across the country they specialize in one thing or the other and i found that to be boring <laughs> so and there's nothing i like better than to get somebody started in the shotgun world right and so that's why my practice is widespread so you know it's great if you can get that that um first timer or the child out there that's just getting going where they don't have any bad habits to break but i would assume uh kind of like golf you know if you've been doing it a while then you figure out oh i've been doing it wrong so i would assume a lot of your clientele is those of us that feel like hey we know how to shoot a little bit and uh but once we get out there we see quite often that you know there's just certain of those targets and clays come in different directions we are just not good at and still can't hit to this day so walk us through a little bit of just that Kind of what that initial consultation is like, so to speak. Hey, you know, somebody comes out and, hey, the guy's been a hunter or gal's been a hunter for a while. How do you start out with that? Well, uh, the classic is a 45 to mid-age year old person, a man, not always, but uh, typically a man that's hunted all his life. And he's raised his family, got him in college, and got back where he had time to hunt. And he enjoyed it as a young man and found out his skills weren't quite as good as he remembered them being. And the conversation with that shooter uh, would be as follows. What's your primary interest? 
is it pheasant hunting, quail hunting, sporting clay shooting, all the above? Mm-hmm. Uh, what type of target presentations do you struggle with, such as crossing shots or long-distance shots or birds coming at you? And I'm trying to define down there so we can focus our time together to solve some of the problems. Right. Yeah. And so when when you when you talk about the different things, whether it be pheasant, dove, waterfowl, whatever, um, I'm sure there's just some still primary things in shooting, no matter how fast that bird may be or how slow, you know, a goose may be or something, but um, as opposed to a dove. So um, let's talk through some of the maybe common mistakes, first of all, that you just see from, again, those that probably have felt like they've been a pretty good shotgun shooter most of their life. Well, uh, the first thing I take a look at, I take them to a very straightforward target, either one going straight away or coming at them, and I, I check their vision. And that's the most important thing. A lot of people are under the thought process that you're supposed to shoot with both eyes open. Yes, it's preferable, but some people can't mm-hmm. due to left eye dominancy or right eye dominancy, and the gun is on the other side. And identifying that and giving them solutions to it, if it is a problem, uh, is huge. Next thing's posture, how they stand to address the target. Uh, third thing is mount. How do they mount the gun? Are they doing it consistently? Are they doing it properly? Uh, and the third or fourth thing would be rhythm. And that's where a lot of hunters blow it. Uh, they overreact yeah. to the target. And uh, then they have to make all kinds of fixes in the process of getting back to the target. And the rhythm involves tempo and timing, the speed of the target and uh, the uh, timing of the shot to the target. So Mm -hmm. if you're talking about a basic beginner or somebody that has habits that needs fixed, those would be the four things that we would focus on. Right. And... You know, I mean, gosh, we've all had that feeling right when we know right when we pull the tri- trigger. When you talk about rhythm, another way to say that would be we rushed a shot and just pulled Absolutely. it up and really quick and just pulled, pulled the trigger real quick. Yeah. <laughs> what about, you right. know, you look, you take golf, you know, and they always say keep your head down, follow through, all that. Same thing in shooting kind of because I think a lot of times, you know, people will, and I've caught myself, you know, hey, pulling my head off the stock real quick, just see what happened out there. And uh, I'm sure that's a common problem as well. Well, you bring up a very good point. Uh, one of the things I ask shooters, what sports have you played? And what sports have you excel- accelerated at? And uh, if they're a golfer, man, uh, I'm halfway home. Mm-hmm. Because it takes balance, posture, rhythm, tempo, timing, uh, still head, all those things. And you hit it right on the spot. Uh, golf has a lot of analogy to shooting shotgun. Right. Yeah, I had a guy tell me one time when we were playing golf, he said, well, you will never drown. And I said, why is that? He said, you can't keep your head down that long. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, well, again, Warren, Warren Watson is our guest. Uh, Warren works out at Valhalla, and uh, if you'd like to get in touch with him and um, learn more about his shooting, uh, give him a call, 720-284-4799, 720-284-4799. Now, you mentioned closing an eye. So, so do you recommend, um, I mean, it looks like, you know, right eye dominant, left eye dominant. I mean, closing that one eye to, uh, is that what you recommend? Well, you know, uh, to understand it clearly, if you're right-handed, uh, it has nothing to, that will not guarantee you are right eye dominant. Or left-handed doesn't guarantee that. And each one of us is born with a dominancy, typically, in our vision. Uh, the classic case is a right-hand shooter, left eye dominant, trying to shoot with both eyes open. And when he does, he, it's almost impossible for him to hit a target. Hmm. Uh, he will always displace the shot to the left of the target. And in that situation, the remedies are, number one, learn to shoot left-handed, which most people are very resistant to do that. Uh, young people will go to it right away. Yeah. They don't care. Right. But you and I, we're not changing, okay? <laughs> so the next option we have is to shut the eye. Uh, in the process of shooting. But the real key there is when to shut it because two eyes open give you depth perception. But with a dominancy issue, when you get the gun up in your face, 
at that point, you got a misalignment. So that eye has to be shut in a sequence of mounting the gun. Hmm. Now, the, the third option they have is that we can block that eye with Vaseline uh, chapstick, right. a piece of scotch tape, and what we're doing is obscuring the vision in the dominant eye to the point that the right eye takes over. So we have to find the remedy that would fix the shooter. Hmm. So, so do you pretty involved. right? So do you classify it? You know, when you're saying, "Hey, you look at that bird, you mount the gun, you know, smoothly and in the rhythm." You talk about. Um, do you find most people pointing? a shotgun or aiming too much? I mean, what's really the right terminology that we should be doing? Well, the terminology is pointing, uh, but it really comes from your vision. Uh, I hear guys refer to their bead a lot. Uh, a bead is not a sight. A bead is something that appears in your peripheral vision, which is unclear, but you're aware of it. Your central vision has to stay on the target at all times. Okay. And sight down the gun barrel, the gun barrel will slow down or stop. Gotcha. And then um, do you like just is starting out with, like I say, just a, a target coming at someone like you mentioned earlier? Is that, that what you first look at just to see how, they, how their normal mount is of a gun and all that? Right. And okay. I tell you, a target coming directly at them at a high angle to where they have a lot of time. Mm-hmm. When you start hurrying people to figure out problems, uh, you're going to get misinformation. And that's one of the things I see people make mistakes with, with kids and wives and such. When they're trying to introduce them to a target, they don't pick their targets carefully. Right. Uh, they throw too difficult of targets for them to start with, and they get very disappointed early, and we hope they come back. Uh, new shooters... Uh, need success. Mm -hmm. they, need it quick, they need it quickly. And you have to set the stage for that. And once you've got that, got that done, you proceed right. down the line of difficulty. And that's also getting them a gun that fits them right, too. I mean, you don't want to hand, you know, sometimes a 12-year-old might be able to handle a 12-gauge, but some may not be. And sometimes I think, you know, uh, we don't think that through as dads or <laughs> parents. You know, oh, here's the 12-gauge, and, man, it, you know, knocks a kid's shoulder off, and then they don't like it, and that's not a good thing. Well, you're exactly right. And a lot of people have a misunderstanding that a 20-gauge single-barrel shotgun is the thing to start a child with or a young shooter, and it's the worst thing because the gun's light. Yes, it's a smaller gauge. But recoil is a function of weight of gun and shot uh, speed. Mm -hmm. And a 20-gauge single-barrel shotgun can kick harder than a 12-gauge magnum. And uh, they don't understand that. <laughs> and what I like to get them on is some type of semi-automatic, right. which reduces belt recoil. And what I really pay attention to is the length of pull. Uh, most shotguns come off the rack to fit people you're in my size, mm -hmm. adult men. And they don't fit a 5'2 woman or a child. Right. And they're, they're off balance, uh, which adds to recoil. You've seen the backward pose where they move their shoulders back trying to mount the gun. Sure. And that's all due to the length of pull of the stock. And I keep a battery of those guns here that are fit for women and children. Okay. Just for that purpose. Right. Right. And, you know, you talk about your stance. I mean, man, it's so important. And, and I think it's important to practice and maybe some different ways, too, because, you know, a lot of times walking in a field, you may not be in that good squared-up stance and all that, but it's it's important to have that as your, your basic foundation for sure because, I mean, I've caught myself, you know, we always talk about maybe watching a, a quarterback throw a ball and throwing off his back foot. I've watched some people and done it myself over the years of kind of shooting off a back foot. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that's one of the things I think a lot of instructors don't do is talk about footwork. Mm-hmm. So many times in the upland field in particular, the first thing that should move is your feet to get into the direction you're going to be shooting. Right. Uh, and that allows everything else to come into play properly. If you uh, get caught on your right foot out front and your left-hand shooter, you better take a half a second and take a step forward mm -hmm. and get that left foot out there, and that allows you to mount the gun properly 
and be athletic in your move to the target. Right. Uh, a couple more questions for you, and then, like I say, I appreciate your time. Warren Watson is our guest. Again, he works out at Valhalla. Uh, if you are looking for some great shotgun instruction uh, for the whole family, man, take take the kids, everything. Warren can help you out. Give him a call, 720-284-4799, 720-284-4799. Swinging shots get a lot of us. Some of us are better from right to left, some better left to right. Um when we're mounting that gun for that swing shot, what are some tips there real quick? Yes. Uh, the right-hand shooter typically struggles with a left-to-right crossing shot and a left-hand shooter right-to-left. Mm-hmm. And, and the reason why is as we turn, I call it to our weak side, being a right-hand shooter myself, as I turn to my right, my body starts to tighten up very quickly. Right. And blows the speed of the gun down. That's where footwork comes into play uh, to help them get the lead on the target, get out in front of it. If they would just gently step back with their right foot and open their body up to the shot, it increases their arc speed and their swing speed and the arc of the gun. And same vice versa for a left-hand shooter. And crossing shots is always subject to lead. Yeah. Uh, Understanding lead, and there is a math to it. Uh, learning lead, you don't, you weren't born knowing lead. Sure. You learn it. And that's from repetitive shooting at crossing shots at different distances. Mm-hmm. Uh, no other, there's no easy way around it. Right, right. Uh, so tell us a little bit about how your, how your classes work. And, um, um, I mean, is it a package kind of buy or a single session? How do you do it? Okay, I uh, do do single sessions. I do very few anymore because I've built a pretty substantial practice. Uh, most of my students are on a 10-package session. Okay. <laughs> and that's usually two hours a session, and we use them as we need them. And I mean that in this respect. We, depending on where we start from, uh, we have to, as a building block system, over 10 times together, and sometimes it takes six months to a year to use up those 10 sessions because in the interim between sessions, I ask them to go shoot. Sure. And when they come back, the very first question I ask, what's giving you trouble? Mm-hmm. We solve that problem, and then we build on top of that. And it's just layered on and on until they're pretty darn competent with a shotgun no matter where they're at. Right, right. Well, Warren, hey, man, we appreciate it. A lot of great information. We will certainly do this again. I know you've um, got some other exciting things coming out uh, with a, a book, I believe, and also we'll, we'll talk about that hopefully in the future as well. But, uh, again, folks, if you're looking to learn from the best, this gentleman is it. You can reach him at 720-284-4799. Mention you heard him here on Sportsman of Colorado. And, uh, Warren, I won't tie you down anything, but, hey, help somebody out a little bit if they'll mention the show, and I'd appreciate that. <laughs> I'll be glad to do so. All right. That's Warren Watson. Warren, thank you so much, sir, and uh, have a great rest of your day. Thank you, Scott. All right. You're listening to Sportsman Colorado. we got to take a break, and we'll be back with more right after this. Ladies, I know you're tired of walking into the local gun store and seeing the same old thing. So let me tell you about Rampart Firearms. Just a quarter mile up Highway 67 off of Santa Fe and Sedalia, you will find a great selection of guns, ammo, tactical, and personal defense weapons. And if you or your spouse love to hunt, Rampart Firearms is a great stop for all of your hunting needs. Shotguns, rifles, pistols, anything from predator hunting to your next big game trip. Head to Rampart Firearms at the foot of the Rockies. Open six days a week, Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. And you will only pay a 4% tax on your purchase. RampartFirearms.com, 720-468-0050. That's 720-468-0050. Got a road trip planned for the holidays or getting ready for your next outdoor adventure? Hi, this is Scott Watley for my friends at D&D Tire Service. At D&D Tire Service in Parker and Aurora, they understand automotive issues can be a headache and they never come at a convenient time. 
D&D Tire Service is family-owned and operated and is truly your one-stop shop for all of your automotive needs. All tires are reduced, and for a limited time, there are some great rebates, saving you up to $200. From belts to tires, wiper blades, oil changes, D&D Tire Service has you covered. For the location nearest you, call 303-699-7337. That's 303-699-7337. D&D Tire Service is the official auto repair shop of Sportsman of Colorado Radio. Let D&D Tire Service keep you and your family safe on the roads. dndtireservice.com. Hi, this is Kevin Trisna, owner of M4 Roofing and Gutters. Since 2004, it's been our mission to provide the highest quality of service and trust to every customer we serve. M4 Roofing and Gutters is a family-owned and operated company right here in Englewood, Colorado. At M4 Roofing and Gutters, quality customer service is our top priority. For a free inspection and estimate for your roofing project, call today 303-797-8600. That's 303-797-8600. Or visit us online at m4roofing.com. M4 Roofing and Gutters is an A-plus member of the Better Business Bureau and HaystackHelp.com. Let me tell you about one of my favorite stores, The Outdoorsman's Attic, a consignment store for all of your adventure outdoor gear. Hunting, fishing, camping, kayaks, live bait, survival gear, backpacks, sleeping bags, firearms, and ammo. Save 20, 30, 40, and even 50% on new and pre-owned items at The Outdoorsman's Attic. Mention Sportsman of Colorado and save up to 20% on your purchase. This offer excludes firearms and ammo. Never pay retail again. Big savings and friendly service is what you'll find at the Outdoorsman's Attic. Located at 2650 West Hampton Avenue in Sheridan. 303-781-3626. That's 303-781-3626. Check them out, outdoorsmansattic.com. Rush to Reason with John Rush, weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560. Welcome back to Sportsman of Colorado. If you're just joining us, my name is Scott Watley, and we appreciate you being with us. Another note, and we'll be mentioning this quite a bit throughout the coming weeks, the International Sportsman's Expo. That's January 10th through the 13th. And uh, we will have our booth there, and that is booth 827 for Sportsman of Colorado Radio. And we're very involved with the ISC and uh, MC, the Adventure Theater, sponsored by the Rocky Mountain Health Foundation. So if you come by our booth, and we're not there for just a few minutes, we're over introducing speakers for that, and then we'll be right back. So I hope you'll come by and see us. And I'll tell you what, we'll go ahead and give away a pair of tickets for that. Uh, we just got some of those in to give away, so... We'll just take the first caller to 303-477-5600, and uh, we'll get you a pair of tickets uh, to the International Sportsman's Expo. Well, one of our good friends that's going to be there again this year, Brad Propes, Bear Mountain Outfitters. And um, just talking with Brad here before we came on, his booth is 2817. 2817 Bear Mountain Outfitters out of Kremling, and uh, we were very, very blessed to hunt with him this year and uh, had a great time. So, Brad, hey, thanks for being with us, bud. Hey, thanks for having me on. You know, it's so weird, you know, when I think about last year's ISC, and then you think, okay, boy, you're planning on this hunt. And it, it's amazing how far it seems from the time you plan it to the time you go, but then all of a sudden, man, that time is just here. It, it does. <laughs> it kind of just zips by, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Well, again, they're out of Kremlin, and it's Bear Mountain Outfitters, and um, I'm telling you, just absolutely beautiful beautiful country in the setting you have there so take a minute and just kind of tell us about the property itself brad sure i'd be happy to um you know we've uh, i've been uh, on the property this will be my 11th year now um just been truly blessed to be here uh run this hunting operation and, and raise my family on this incredible piece of land it's uh we got over fifteen thousand acres of private property um seven and a half miles of the Continental Divide cut straight through the property. Um, it's an elk calving, calving ground in the spring. So um, the elk have left us now, but as soon as the snow starts to melt, um, about June, May, June, the elk will be back up here, and uh, they'll be here until the snow pushes them off again next year. And, uh, and that just speaks volumes as to why we do as well as we do um, through all of archery and all of rifle. Um, and if you follow us on Facebook or on Instagram, you'd see every single week we're just uh very successful and uh have a lot of fun doing it 
Right. And, I, you know, it all comes to, um, I mean, there's several things that make up that good hunt when you do an outfitter. I mean, you know, from accommodations to food and uh, guides and all that. So, I, And we're, we're going to touch on all that. But I just want to mention, you know, how, high, how hard uh, the guides work. I mean, I had a buddy of mine, as you know, David, that came from Florida. And it was really his first kind of... Uh, uh, really guided elk hunt. He had had one other experience with another outfitter uh, that was just horrible. And I said, "Man, try. Let's do this." And so, boy, he, you know, he hunted really hard. And your God, uh, Jack, there helped him out, um, boy, for a number of days. And then, man, but he, Jack was just as into it uh, the last day and that last evening as he was the first day. And I think that's a a great testament to the um, your guides there and how hard they work to really try to get your client on a good elk. Yeah, it's just as important for um, all of our guides. Um, and David was well, that was you, you just kind of reminded me. He he got his the last night. Is that correct? Yeah, that 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 very last. I mean, like a you know, I think because you and I were hunting over in one area, and we got a text about four o'clock. Uh, yep. So just a few more hours of daylight at that time of year, <laughs> and uh, after you know, on the final day. So boy, he was absolutely thrilled. Yep, and like we kind of talked about at the beginning meeting, you know, keep your head up, and it's a, you know, you got to hunt all week. You're not going to necessarily go out there that first morning, but you just keep hunting, and it'll happen. Yep, absolutely. Again, Brad Probst is our guest, Bear Mountain Outfitters. You can check out their website, bearmountainoutfitters.com. Uh, Brad will be at the International Sportsman's Expo this year. That's January 10th through the 13th. His booth number is 2817. So, you know, I, I really liked what you did there when you, because um, uh, I think communication, and I, I just try to tell people, when, especially when they're going for the first time with uh, different people and they use an outfitter, communication is key. And I thought that was a very good thing that you did that first night, you know, after we had dinner, you sit everybody down and, and just kind of go through, um, or for lack of a better term, kind of rules, regulations, expectations, what we should have of you and what you should have of the client. Yeah, good. I'm glad you like that because that kind of always... Uh, uh... I don't know how to say this. It kind of sets the tone in a serious way. You know, we're all up here to have fun, but at the same time, we've all got to follow the rules. And like you touched on, you need to know what you can expect from me, and I, you need to know what I expect from you. So it's it kind of it kind of uh, uh, it's it's not a you know it's not in a negative tone, but it's just like look, this is serious business. Nobody's going to get in trouble. Nobody's going to get hurt. So we mm-hmm. just kind of like put everybody on the same page right out of the gate. Right, and you know something that. And it sounds weird, but it is amazing. And, you know, I have other friends, outfitters, too, just from waterfowl to whatever. And how many times a client will hire that guide, but yet then, and they get in that hunting situation, it's like, you know, they don't want to listen to the guide. And so I just want to put it out there, you know, man, it, you know, if, you, if you're there and you're with an outfitter and that guide, you got to remember, I mean, like Brad, you said, you, this is your 11th year. You know that property. You know how to hunt it. You know what the animals do. I mean, yeah, they'll mess with our minds sometimes, but for the most part, you know what they're going to do. So if you say, hey, you know, hey, let's back out of this right now, not pressure them now, come back tomorrow, whatever, there's a reason for that. Yep, and it, you know, and it, uh, I think that statement uh, says a lot, and it proves itself week after week here. And, you know, it's kind of tough for a lot of the hunters. You know, I guide a lot of uh, gentlemen that are, are, that are older than me and, and have been hunting longer than me. So it is kind of hard, but you've got to put your faith in the guide. And like you said, you know, we, we know the land. We, we've been doing this on this property in these same little hunting holes for so long that you just got to put your hands up and say, I'm going to put my faith in these guys. Yeah. What were a couple of your favorite stories? I know, you know, every time a client's successful, and I know you had a, a great, great year there this year, but um, any couple of favorites stick out? Well, I will tell you, um, my son turned uh, 12 this year, a few days before fourth rifle. So obviously uh, that was really cool. He got himself like a 190-inch uh, mule deer and then shot himself a cow and just it was uh, such a neat deal. So obviously that's not a client, but it's just, you know, hunting on the same property um, sure. with my son. So that was definitely the highlight. And then, you know, um, when you started to ask that question, what popped into my mind is uh, um, during first rifle, we had uh, just this girl um, who was <laughs> yeah. just, just full of, full of uh, smiles. She was a bubbly girl, and, and she was hunting with her um, father-in-law, and she was kind of the smack-talker type girl. They kind of had that relationship. So mm-hmm. sure, she shot a bigger bull first, and she, I don't know if you remember seeing the picture. She oh, was yeah. uh, one of the girls that was jumping up in the air, and uh, just, just a lot of fun. So those are always real special and 
Yeah, they all are, but... Uh... Um, you know, another cool one I would mention is, and I actually wasn't the guide on that one, but, you know, we talked about your buddy, um, uh, Rick. Yes. They had a, a firearm malfunction. They snuck up on these two bulls, or a couple hundred yards above these two bulls fighting. Rick goes to shoot one of the, the bigger of the two bulls, and his gun malfunctions. And um, him and his guy, J.D., um, w- with the, the use of a Leatherman, took the rifle apart, were able to clean out the blockage in the trigger system, put it back together, and then the bulls were still fighting like, you know, 10 minutes later, and he got the bull. It was a pretty cool story to hear about, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I didn't know J.D. was his guy, so I'll have to Yeah, you'll have to ask him. him. If you ever go, uh, you know, waterfowl hunting with J.D., uh, have him tell you a story, because it's a neat one, for sure. Wow, that's cool. And, you know, another thing, too, I like there, you've got a you've got a processor right there that's close. Uh, you know, you got a taxidermy guy close, so it's kind of takes all the um, other... Well, I don't want to say headaches, but just other things you have to think about when you go on a hunt of how you're going to do all this stuff. So that's another great thing. Yeah, sure. We're uh, you know we've we've been doing it long enough. We've got the relationships with those people, and then you know as far as our facility here, we've got the walk-in cooler, walk-in freezer, the whole. Everything's covered. All the bases are, are nailed down over here. Right. Again, Brad Probst is our guest. It's Bear Mountain Outfitters, and um, highly recommend them. As I say, I, I took a buddy for his first one day, then had another gentleman call me that I actually didn't really know, friend of a friend, but um, he had almost gotten into a bad deal um, with um, another outfitter, and so we got him out of that arrangement and got him with Brad, and, boy, both of these guys took really nice elk, and uh, so, again, we highly, highly recommend Bear Mountain Outfitters. Now, you do some antelope there as well, and then, of course, all your other seasons uh, uh, you do, and uh, you were mentioning before we went on air today just a few uh, openings, but people can call you and kind of figure out what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I... Because of our uh, reputation success, we do book out real quick, and we're, um, I have a few spots for 2019 um, that I'm sure if I don't sell before the ISC show, um, they will be. I do pretty well at the ISC show every year, so I'm sure we'll sell out there. But um, if, yeah, if you're interested, feel free to give me a call. Um, our, uh, uh, my cell phone number is 970-485-9246, and our office is 970 970- 724-9651. Feel free to give us a call anytime. All right. And again, that's BearMountainOutfitters.com. And um, you can give Brad a call on his cell, 970-485-9246. And um, I just want to tell her, you know, when you go to shows like this, I mean, be, being very honest with you, anybody can get a booth, whatever. So you want to know a little bit about people maybe before you book with them. And I just want to tell you, like I say, we've been there. Uh, we slept in their lodge, we ate their food, we hunted with their guides, and again, just a, a terrific, terrific experience. So if you're looking for a good, good quality hunt, uh, we highly recommend Bear Mountain Outfitters. And again, that's BearMountainOutfitters.com. They'll be at the ISC January 10th through the 13th. And again, Brad's booth is going to be 2817. So Brad, hey man, thanks for being with us a few minutes today, and we appreciate it. And uh, we'll certainly be talking at the ISC again, getting you on there when we do our live shows from there. So we appreciate all you did for us this year. Great, Scott. Thank you. I appreciate it. And, uh, it's been fun getting to know you, and uh, I look forward to seeing you down there at uh, the ISC. All right. That's Brad Propes, Bear Mountain Outfitters. We want to thank all of our guests today here on Sportsman of Colorado. And a reminder on Sundays, uh, if you're hearing our show, uh, it's 9 a.m. and 4 p.m. We re-air our Saturday live show. So we're on three times a weekend right here on KLZ 560. Hope everyone has a great weekend, and we'll talk to you next week. expressed on KLZ 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ Management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country station.